1: Welcome to another edition of the Wrap Up Live, where I'm joined by Nigel Nicholas. Uh to recap, the Raptors 122-112 loss to the LA Lakers. Another loss uh that sends their record to one and four on the road trip. Um, another disappointing loss, another mess of a game, another uh bench blowout for the Raptors. Um yeah. I'll will ju- just say it just feels like every time the Raptors plug a hole, they're playing whack-a-mole and another hole pops up here. Um but Nigel, thanks for joining me and and yeah, like I said, where do you want to start cuz we could go in a whole lot of directions for this game, but what what stood out to you the most? But what a disaster that was. That was just a combination of good
0: things. Like Scotty and OG were so good. And mm-hmm. then everyone else was just terrible. Even Purtle, who's been like fantastic, well what do you end up with? I think he was like 6 of 14 at one point. Like it, everything just kind of collapsed around them. It was incredible. And then all of a sudden the Lakers bench, what the heck
1: was that? That was crazy. They just couldn't miss at the end there. Yeah. The Lakers definitely deserve credit. Like some of the shot making from them was ridiculous. Oh, Ganzo ridiculous. Russell. 5 of 8 from 3 and a lot of tough ones. Dennis Schroeder, 3 of 6 from 3 and um, Austin Reeves. If people didn't know about Austin Ooh. Reeves, if you weren't watching the Lakers now you know he's Ooh. he's a great player. Um, let's start here though. Pearl is actually pretty good. Eight of, 8 of 17. I thought he gave them good defense. At the end of the day though, like this is on the Raptors bench. You can, you can see oh, it pretty yeah. clearly in the box yeah. score here. I'll say quickly that Fred missed his shots, but like he wasn't very aggressive. He was facilitating and Pascal just needs to be better on both sides of the ball. Um, This last two week stretch has been the worst of his season. And I think a lot of the problems we talk about right now, wouldn't be problems. If Pascal was playing up to his standards and the way he started the season. Um, I think part of it is a fit thing with Pirtle and, and he's learning to play with him, but part of it is also a Pascal thing. Like, there was a possession at the end of the first half where they turned the Lakers over and there was like six seconds on the clock. And Pascal, you could see the whole time he wanted that three and he stopped short and took the three. And I, it was like, he had time to go to the cup and have Reeves defend him and may probably go to the line. Um, instead, he stopped short, took the three, no free throws. I tweeted this second time in the last five games where he doesn't have any free throws. And that's the only time it's happened all season. So, The aggression is lacking, but the bench. Who do you want to start with on the bench? Do you want to start with – we could go in any direction. They were all bad. Okay, so
0: first of all, you did a a masterful piece on Precious Hachua. So let's start with that. That was a really, really good piece. A lot of depth. As a writer, I saw what you did, and it was fantastic. So let's start with him. Appreciate that. Um, You know what? He didn't even play the second half. It was so bad he didn't even play the second half. He just looks so lost offensively, defensively. And as you pointed out in your article, he's played multiple positions and he's having a hard time trying to figure out where he is and what he is.
1: Yeah. I'll post the link in the comments if anyone wants to read the piece. But um, You have to
0: read it. You have to read it.
1: It's a great piece. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like he got benched in the second half of this game for Thad Young, who, (laughs) <laughs>
0: you know that's when you get benched for that young right that's a that's an issue right
1: yeah um yeah I I did talk about in the piece how Precious has been pretty successful this season playing with either the starters because there was that spell where Ananobi was injured and Precious was the starting center and he he had a really good run before the Pirtle trade or beside mm-hmm. a center like Coloco or Pirtle So I think that's what Nick has to start getting creative here and and playing him in one of those two positions. So he could pull Pirtle early and then put Precious in and then play Pirtle primarily with the bench. Um, Or he could get Coloco back in here and, and play them together. But like the Precious at center with bench groups have been terrible all season, defensively especially. And they were terrible tonight. They completely gave up that lead in the second quarter. So I think Nick has to get a little more creative with how he utilizes him. But also, it's like not a game where I want to blame Nick Nurse. This is ultimately on the players, the bench players. They're capable of being better. We've seen them play better. Um, But like, it's just sad at the most important part of the season that they're playing this poorly. Um, And yeah, Precious made like eight mistakes in eight minutes. So (laughs) you saw that tweet from
0: uh, Will Luke. That was crazy.
1: I don't know. I also think Gary, for some reason, gets let off the hook a little bit. Yes, he does. He played 21 minutes tonight. He, in the first stretch where everyone was only talking about Precious, Gary was also really hurting the team. Yet he got another opportunity, and he still hurt the team even more, obviously, because he got that second opportunity in the fourth quarter. He ends the game 0 of 9. He's a minus 27 in 21 minutes. (laughs) and and gary the difference between gary and precious to me too is that on on one hand gary can shoot himself out of this funk and we've seen it and that's why i think nurse rides him a little bit longer gives him a longer leech on the other hand precious will not get targeted on defense he's more liable to fall asleep off ball and i think that's where his problems come but like on ball he's great no matter what Gary is getting targeted again and again. Austin Reeves had him in hell. I think he dropped mm-hmm. in one play. I might actually try to find that play. What um, do you think
0: about Will Barton and uh, Gary as our guards?
1: I, I'm a Jeff Doughton guy. I'd prefer yeah. Doughton in this in this rotation than Will Barton, but I can't complain about since becoming a Raptor, Barton's performed pretty well. So I don't want to complain. I just like Jeff Devon's defense uh, a lot more, especially if you're going to play him beside Gary. You want one guy who can really defend the ball. But
0: all these guys are defenders, though. This is the issue for me and always has been the issue. The number of defenders that we have and the lack of shooting, as you pointed out in another one of your articles, we don't have shooting, but we have more than enough defenders to be better at what we do on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, I think that the bench now is skewing a little bit too much towards the offensive side though. Like Gary and Barton mm-hmm. playing together. That's not yeah. a lot of defense right there. Boucher isn't really a defensive first player. Um, so I agree with your point in general with the Raptors roster construction. Um, but right now, if you're playing Gary and Barton together, then then Yeah. Offense isn't really the issue. I think defense is more so. But in this game, defense was definitely the issue for the Raptors. Like the Lakers scored 122 points despite the Raptors completely locking them up in the first quarter or, or the first like 10 minutes of the first quarter. And then in the third quarter where they only scored 15 points, the Lakers. So was there anything you saw with the Raptors defense um, that that left you wanting? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to be wanted.
0: You know, I, I think mm-hmm. especially I, so half part of it for me is the the last quarter, the last half of that quarter. That was variance kicking in for me. They anything that the Lakers looked at, they hit no matter what mm-hmm. it was. They were fading, whatever you want to do, they were going to make it. Even that big that heat check logo three by uh Uh, D'Angelo Russell there, everything was going in. So how do you blame defense at that point, right? But Mm. leading up to it and getting to the point where everyone is on a roll, that's the issue. Once everyone, shooters Mm. shoot. And once they're hot, they're hot. And that's the problem with us at this point. We let them get hot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think they did a really good job of holding AD in check. Like, Oh, great job. Yeah, OG we'll get to OG part. because I think he had the best game of his career and, and yeah. he was the primary on um Anthony Davis who scored just eight points was a minus eleven. Everyone in the Lakers starting lineup is a is a minus, actually, other than D'Angelo Russell. Um and yeah, I mean again it's the defense is the same thing. I think <laughs> I think the Raptors starters were good defensively overall. Obviously, they had stretches where, like you said, the Lakers were so hot that there was really nothing the starters could do to stop them. But in general, again, it was a battle of the benches and the Lakers bench was just basically scoring on the Raptors bench every single time they wanted and yeah, like Gary was really getting targeted down the floor and, and Reeves especially was killing him. Schroeder was really great in this game. Um, and then Achua, we talked about Achua and Thad, you know, playing the backup five minutes together, just didn't, they just weren't good enough at anchoring that defense. And I think that's all I can really say. Like the starters for the most part played their butts off and played really good defense and gave the Raptors a chance to win this game. They didn't do quite enough, obviously, and, and I think that's mostly on Siakam and Van Vliet in terms of if you're going to ask more from the starters, those are the two that you could ask more from. But I don't know, man. This bench is the real issue.
0: One thing I noticed, too, they, they do a good job. The Lakers did a good job of dragging uh, Pirtle out to the perimeter and he wasn't as much of an influence in the paint. They they managed to push him out, and then they would
1: attack the rim.
0: For what sure. You that?
1: Yeah, I think that was the Raptors. They were okay with that because they had Pertle guarding Vanderbilt, and instead of AD, they wanted Pirtle to kind of be able to roam a little bit and be the off-ball guy. And Vanderbilt made them pay in the first half. He hit two threes, but... Um, uh, and then at a certain point, pertle just kind of, yeah, he kept ignoring him and, and Vanderbilt stopped hitting shots. So I think the Raptors were OK with that for the most part. But I thought pertle was was his his self, his usual self on defense. Like he wasn't obviously the primary in the pick and roll, but he was helping when he had to. I think if anything, the issues came after that on the rotations like. Purdle would help step in to the rim, but then after that, the the Lakers did a good job swinging the ball, and then the Raptors wouldn't get there on the rotations quick enough. Um, I I think sometimes Nick Nurse is a little too galaxy brain. Where I would like to just see him put Pertl on AD for stretches instead of this whole strategy, which I think works. It's clearly worked. Uh, they did the same thing right against the. What game was it recently where, oh, against against Jokic. They did the same thing where he was on Aaron Gordon. But I think I, it would be nice to mix it up and have Pirtle just defend the bigs for certain stretches yeah. because teams get used to this. And I think the Lakers certainly did. They just kept AD out of actions. And, and yeah, so that's that's one thing. He got countered.
0: Nurse got countered a lot today again. Actually, this whole trip, he's been countered quite a bit. I think uh, we've we become very predictable in what we do. Teams know what we're doing now. We're not making on-the-fly moves as much. He's countering them rather than them countering him now. That's one of the things I've noticed about Nurse lately.
1: Well, I think the Raptors are are definitely getting easier to play against because they've been doing the same thing mm-hmm. for a few years, and teams just have a better like preparation coming into games against them um but yeah i i'm someone who like at the end of the day i believe in the talent and like it's less for me about the coaching or the fit than the talent and that's why this season's been so frustrating is like i know these guys are capable of playing better than this and like individually and collectively and and they're just not and so I, i i can't blame
0: nick i'm the opposite buddy I think a great manager maximizes his players better. That's what he does, right? He takes that talent and he makes it bigger. Uh, yep. I think uh, at this point, our talent is way more than the sum of its parts. Unfortunately, we got. You mean it's last, right? Uh, our talent is more than the sum of its parts, right? Oh, yeah. So we have like, way more talent, right, yes, than, than yes. what we're playing to at this point. Yes, exactly. And, and I think, for me, that might be a management issue, right? I don't want to call him out. I, it could, it's, it's going to be called out at some point, the way things are going, but, and maybe this isn't the game to call it out, but I, I think we've got way too much talent. And I think defensively, you've got way more talent than we are pro- showing right now. Uh, It doesn't make sense. Offensively, I get it. There's, but we could be doing things too on offense, right? There's just, we just don't play well with the structure.
1: And that's management. We have too much talent to be playing. Yeah, like we are so much worse than the sum of our parts this season. And that's, yeah, Nurse deserves some responsibility. The front office deserves some responsibility. Mm -hmm. But like they got Pertle to make. That at least defensively, to make it all make sense. And, and so, we still suck. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying at a certain point, you have to blame the players. Like They just are making these brain fart moves that you can't blame the coach for. You can only blame their preparation for and, and their work and their film study and all that stuff for. Um, so that's kind of where I am with this. I just... And even like I, I saw a lot of people complaining about um, the rotations in the second half and how he went back to that force four reserve lineup and they got killed. But at the same time, he played his starters for the whole yeah. third quarter. So he had down, to yeah. go to an all reserve lineup. That, we like were complaining he... before, right? At 40 minutes of a starter, right? So, right. Exactly. So, so it's either he doesn't play his starters as much and, and then he plays like two two starters with the bench or he does what he did today was just try to buy a few minutes with a bench heavy unit like neither are perfect solutions but the starters were so good in the third quarter that it's hard to blame him for just keeping him in there for yeah. the entirety of it and then you have to rest them a bit so it's just like yeah it, it, it's not a game where i can blame nurse
0: and then it's a with game. gary
1: playing the way he played how yeah. do you and then precious playing the way he played today? Is not the day
0: to blame him, right? Things yeah, have exactly. already got were too bad, but yeah, there exactly. are there's a lot of other things that we can talk about, but that's not today, right? Exactly,
1: yeah. Let's uh move on to some positives. No, <laughs> um, please, that's a good idea at this point because there actually were some. Scotty, I think, how um, good was he? How good was he? I think, well, I want to start with OG. He started okay. the game 11 of 11 from the field he he had a perfect game going i think into the fourth quarter and five steals obviously he was the primary defender on um anthony davis and yeah he 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 just had a pretty much a perfect game and i think it's kind of been underrated cuz they've been losing a lot but over his past like six games or something he kind of found a rhythm coming back from this hand injury and he's just been really great over this last little while oh. so yeah. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about OG. You know what? He was just fantastic today. Like
0: he defensively offense. One thing though, he can, you, you, when some a team decides to shut OG down, they shut him down. He got quiet all of a sudden. He gets quiet real quick. Um, and you know what I like about his game today? I like the fact that he was taking threes and he was getting to the rim. That's what, mm-hmm. what he's really good at. He. No mid range, he had that one long two to start with, but apart from that, it was all threes and and uh in the paint. And if he plays like that, he's gonna play well. It's when he tries to do more than that, that's when he gets in trouble.
1: Yeah, he had well, I don't know, he had this one on Anthony Davis where I think it's kind of a heat check uh shot, but not many guys can shoot over Anthony Davis and get the n one so. I, I yeah, think it great. it's great that yeah, he's yeah. taking more threes recently because if he's going to play the two guard in this starting lineup with Pirtle, um, Pirtle, uh Barnes and Siakam, three non-shooters, Siak- uh, OG has to be a really aggressive three-point shooter to space the floor, him and Fred, like he just has to When this season for the most part, OG has been a pretty... Kind of, he'll take the open threes, but he's not hunting his shot. And over the last couple of games, he's taking way more threes, and I like that. He needs to he needs to take like at least six a game. Like that's what he got tonight. But I, if he has even a sliver of space, I want him to shoot the three. I don't really like. He's getting really a lot better at putting the ball on the floor, and I'm not taking that away from him. He looks a lot better. Yeah, he a, a lot, lot better. better but but. Yeah, his role in the starting lineup has to be as more of a shooter than a guy who's going to just put the ball on the floor and keep extending advantages because someone has to shoot in that lineup. And And that first play, did
0: you see that first play? He had an open three to start with and then he didn't take it. He decided to go towards the rim. He stopped and took that long two. And I thought, oh, and he made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He made it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I thought the same thing.
1: Yeah, he he. I do want him taking those threes, but yeah, I get it. Early in the game, he wants to work himself into a rhythm, take take some easier buckets. So well, I he do, took a yeah. hard one. <laughs> he took a hard one to start. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scotty also phenomenal game. Phenomenal. Uh, honestly, from the start, finally, like he finally had a good start. He didn't just come along in the second half. From the very tip, he was really energized on both ends of the floor, rebounding. Yes. We've been defending. talking about that, right? The the him showing up for a quarter or so. Today yeah. he, he
0: did that whole four quarters. And what I liked yeah. about him was as a he was a point guard today. He was a lead guard today, not yeah. just making those little moves. He took control of that offense, telling yeah. guys where to go, making great passes, putting people in the right spots. He did everything right as a that was his first game to me, where I said, Okay, this kid is actually a point guard.
1: Hmm. Yeah, like I agree in the sense that he trusted his teammates the whole way through. We talked about how those bench lineups didn't work and he was the point guard in those lineups, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they weren't getting good shots. Like Scotty was getting Gary, great shots, uh, shots. Boucher good shots. Even in the fourth quarter, he found Boucher in the corner and I was kind of surprised he made the pass because he could have easily taken the game into his own hands, but instead he kept finding his teammates, making the right play. Only had seven assists tonight. He could have had a lot more if, if the bench guys were making their shots. Um, but, yeah, it's, I agree with you. Like, he was setting up his teammates all night. He had a few assists to Pirtle. He has really good pe- chemistry with Pirtle. Really. At the at first quarter, they were fantastic together.
0: Those two controlled the paint in the first, th- the first quarter. And they were making passes towards
1: each other. They look really, really good.
0: I'd like to see more of that as well. Yeah.
1: And then and then towards the end of the game, Scotty just took over in the mid range and, and he was just yeah. getting to his spots around the around the free throw line and just hitting every mid range shot. Like I thought defensively teams often, too. Teams the often quarter, have a guard good? on him and, and he was just taking that guard to the post and shooting over them. Because, and that's what he can do all game if he wants, like almost every team will put a guard on him and he just has to be aggressive from the start and make them pay for that. So, yeah, this game he did he end up with the career high, yeah, 32. So it's a career high. Um and his yeah. defense,
0: what do you think about? I was really impressed by his defense today as well. Even at point of attack, he 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 played really well on both ends of the court. He was he For was sure. really he knew what he wanted to do today. He wasn't letting other people control the flow. He was controlling the flow. And yeah. that's where I see with him as an issue. Sometimes he tends to take a backseat that other guys do what they have to do. Today, I think he's just decided, Siakam's not doing it. I'm going to do it. And it was really nice. It was That was a, a moment of evolution for me to see him do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He he does that against like the Lakers. His other previous career high game against oh, Lakers. Right? That's kind of my frustration with Scotty but also why I'm not worried about him at all is that when he wants to get up for a game and it like a a Lakers nationally televised game he he can be really amazing and hard to stop but like Tuesday night in Charlotte Scotty doesn't start trying until the fourth quarter and it's it's pretty frustrating as a Raptors fan but uh no one gets up for Tuesday night in Charlotte though let's be yeah but let's let's be honest he, he is he hasn't done enough in his career to be, know, to have the point. right. He's not LeBron James. Like he's no. not dream Green. And no. he's not one of these guys who can take a Tuesday night in Charlotte off. Like he has to get up for every game. He's a second year player. He's not an all-star. So that's what frustrates me about him is it feels like he, yeah, he feels like maybe entitled to, to take certain nights off and only like really show up when he wants to. Um, but, but, in terms of like his upside, when he does this every night, which I think he will one day, uh, it's just a matter of when he wants to to really like buy in and, and have this level of consistency. When he does that, he's going to be an all-star and he's going to be a great player. But right now it's a little too inconsistent. And I think that's why. But to your point about his defense, it's been like, really trending upwards this season. And now it's gotten to the point where he is no longer like a liability on defense. I, I think he's at least an average defender at this point, and he's definitely going to get to a, above average soon just because his size and everything. So it's really encouraging in terms of there are upsides to this game for sure. And, and Scotty and OG are definitely a couple of them. Um, yeah. So I think going back to Scotty, I think uh,
0: we've expected a lot from him this year. He outperformed my expectations last year um, considerably. I was not expecting the the level of play that we got from him, Um, so it it makes sense that he takes this year as kind of a consolidation year. Trying to, it's not as we always say, development's not linear, right? (laughs) So it's normal to go two steps forward, one step back. That's young guys especially. You see that happening all the time. So I think we've seen a little bit of that. Now we're seeing him start to push forward again and take it to Mm -hmm. another level from where he was last year. He's going to be today was beyond anything I've seen him play.
1: Yeah, no, definitely one of his best games of the season. Um, it's one twenty Eastern time, so we got to get out of here soon. Do you have any last observations of the game of the Raptors season? Anything before you want to go?
0: Yeah, well, this playing thing, I, I. I don't think we're getting out of the play buddy. I think this is it. This could be like 16 games and, me too- and one. That's over for us. Did I go up? I lost you
1: here. Are you going or am I gone? Okay, That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in this team anymore either, so... Um... Yeah. Honestly, until this road trip, I I thought that the Raptors were going to come out of the play-in and and be a playoff team and lose in the first round, but these last two games, especially against the Clippers and the Lakers, I've I've lost hope in this team. It's just it's it's just a lack of consistency. They they're just not good enough. Closing out games, they can't yeah. close out games. How do no, they? Have you to can't win. Out how to win? They still haven't figured out how to win, and it's been their problem all season. Like. They've found every possible way to lose games, and they haven't found ways to win. I was telling
0: Sahel this: uh, this uh, we were the team of the fake comeback last year. Now we're the the team of the fake lead, right? Any lead we have going in is we know it's going to go poof. You know it's going to go poof. Everyone knows it's going to go poof, right? So that's that's what happened. I don't know. Something we lost something in there. Some kind of confidence some kind of ability
1: it's gone that's superhuman yeah. strength it's gone it's like baby. a swagger i think it's like a confidence yeah. thing too right you need to have that swagger to to believe that you're actually going to win these games and yeah i think it, it is in their heads where just like us as fans know as soon as the starters leave this game is going to go to poo I think it's in their heads too. Like they're humans. I think they also are trying to play extra hard and trying to make that extra play because they know that once the bench comes in, there's no confidence there. So, I I think I think that's true. I don't know. I think they could still get it out of the play in, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not feeling great about them right now.
0: I also don't feel too good about Siakam coming back at this point. I think I feel like he's spent. And if he's spent where
1: that's doomsday right there for me. Yeah. To me, I wanted to say this last episode, him and Fred have basically done the reverse of last season where Mm -hmm. last season, Fred was an all star and then he completely lost his legs in the second half of the season. This season, Siakam was an all star and he completely lost his legs over the last month or so. And Fred has been playing a lot better than him. Whereas last year, Siakam started playing a lot better than Fred. So it does feel like the reverse is happening this year, which is a roster problem and too many minutes problem, all that stuff. Anyways, we got to get out here real quick. Can-Am tax man player of the game is I'm giving it to OG Ananobi because he was 11-11 to start. And and he kept them in this game for the first three quarters. He did everything he possibly could. Um, One of the best games of his career. And yeah, go to canmtax or call the number at the top of your screen uh, because I think you're late if you haven't done your taxes yet. So you better call them tomorrow. <laughs> Tax season is here, Ontario. Better Canam Tax. They're they're the people to do it. All right, that's it for tonight. Oh, thank you, Nigel, for joining me. Thank you all for uh, joining the show. And we'll be back when the Raptors play the Nuggets next game. All right, thanks,
0: guys. Thanks